0: avocado toast news politics and social issues for young people by young people hey guys it's jesse and griffin and we are here to do avocado toast your news podcast the only source of news you'll ever need ever again um (laughs) so griffin what have you done in this last week
1: um I don't think a whole lot has changed. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I have a whole lot of personal personal news. Um, I mean, I, I helped I helped a couple friends move, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, that's re- that's really the like the biggest thing.
0: Cool. Uh, nothing's really happened for me. Um, I feel like I really haven't unpacked any boxes since <laughs> we last recorded because yeah. I just. I hate unpacking, and I started working, so now it's like, oh, like, yeah. I'm, I'm moved, but, like, I'm not.
1: Yeah, when do the, um, have students already started, like, arriving, or?
0: No, so it's been fucking brutally lonely. Freshmen arrive on the 26th for the beginning of a week, and then, um. Everyone else like, arrives,
1: a th- like, a week later.
0: Uh, yeah. I think everyone else basically moves in on, like, Saturday. Okay. Which is, like, crazy, because they'll have, like, two days, and then classes start that Monday.
1: Yeah. So. I mean, I, I think... I, th- I think that's the way... I mean, do, do they... Be... I, don't, I don't know how Maybe it is. Maybe it's because, like, there, I lived
0: but... off-campus most of the time yeah, in I, college, I, so, like, I moved in, like, two weeks beforehand.
1: Yeah, I, I, wonder, I wonder if, like, off-campus... I was going to say, or do, do they have, I know some, um, I guess, smaller, and actually even some larger college have, have, like, mandatory housing policies.
0: Yeah, it's basically, I wouldn't say it's mandatory housing, um, but the school has bought up a lot of houses in the area. Well, not a lot, but quite a few mm-hmm. for um like, upperclassmen to rent from the school specifically, so it's, like...
1: Sort of semi-off campus? So it's, like, a house, but it's, like...
0: Yeah, but it's run through the school, so I think they still have, like, the same kind of move-in schedule, which is, like, weird and gross. And they also have, like, co-op living here, which is just, like... (sighs) This is how I I know that I... I'm city folk. (laughs) And, um, I'm... Not only am I city folk, I am Jappy city folk. Which is Jewish American princess, I'm not being anti-Japanese people, they are great, but I am a Jewish American princess and I am trash. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, like, I just don't understand this fucking co-op lifestyle. I do not understand the idea of, like, living in a McMansion that the school has bought, and then turned into, like, uh, something, it's almost like a sorority house in a way, Mm. but it's like, I think they're all, like, like, co-ed, but they have a huge, like, kitchen and dining space, and you cook together and eat together. So, the idea, yeah, it's really weird, and- and, like, it just makes me feel uncomfortable, and...
1: I mean, it's supposed to be just sort of like a, you know, however many, like, a large number of bedroom apartment kind of thing, or is it, like, more of a... Is, no, I... Is, is, is it more of, like, a living-learning community sort of vibe?
0: It's kind of like a living-learning community, because they all kind of have different, like, specialties, sort of, so there's, like... Oh, okay, okay. Um, the French house, there is um, the Hebrew... House, which is like Jews, but also people doing like Jewish studies, and you've or, got you know,
1: Hebrew language studies, kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. The only one that's not like that is the one that houses the Kosher Halal Co-op, um, which is basically like I don't know Food. one it's... of my 500 offices because we don't have a building here. Yeah. Um, but I I'm not gonna complain. I'm gonna try hard not to complain. I'm so sorry. No, I'm no a words. Jew. I was born to complain. I was born to kvetch.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, com- complaining is only annoying to listen to when it's done poorly.
0: You're right. You're right. Let's complain about the news then. Okay. And hopefully do it well. Yes, <laughs> of poorly. Um, Okay, so... Um, the actor... Danny Trejo, I feel like I didn't say this last week, so I hope that this still works. Okay. But uh, Danny Trejo ended up saving a child trapped in an overturned car. Um, how cool is that?
1: Um, that is cool. Um, honestly, I, I've i heard, like, I mean, Danny Trejo is known for playing, like, action roles. Machete. Um, yeah. Um, but, like, everything I've heard about him in real life makes him sound... Really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I think he said something at one point where it's like, yeah, no, I don't do my own stunts because you know I don't think it's you know important enough to put somebody out of job just to show that I'm a tough guy. Um, wow. Which was like, oh wow, that is actually a room like that's a sort of a take that I had never thought about. Um, it's like, oh yeah, like you know, because like we all praise actors for you know you know doing their own stunts kind of thing, and it's like.
0: But I think that's just because it's impressive, you know?
1: Yeah, but it's also kind of like, yeah, well, there's professionals to do that for them, so.
0: That's very true. But that was just very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. One person was stabbed at the downtown Burlington Coat Factory store in Pittsburgh um, on the 8th. It's just so funny to me. I know they were stabbed, and it shouldn't be funny, but it's just so Pittsburgh. <laughs> Pennsylvania.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I, I can definitely see that happening in uh, Philly as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't even know that we had a Burlington coat factory at 6th and Smithfield, like oh, huh. where it happened.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either.
0: Yeah. And, like, I used to work down there. And I feel like I should know this, but sometimes you just don't know anything. Ah. <sighs> Republican um, Ohio State Representative Candace Keller um, decided to blame the mass shootings that happened this past week, um, one of which was in El Paso, Texas, the other one was in Dayton, Ohio. But Candace Keller, Republican asshole, uh, blamed the mass shootings on, quote unquote, the breakdown of the traditional American family. Caused by transgender, homosexual, marriage, and drag queen advocates. End quote.
1: Oh, that is worse than I expected. I, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was gonna be something like, Oh, it's all those, you know, violent video games. I'm like, yes, that is why I've killed every person I've ever met. But no, that is wow.
0: It really was the worst take that I've ever heard. So Emma Watson, queen, light of my life fire of my loins star in the upcoming like reboot of and by reboot I mean they're doing it again Uh, Little Women they're doing that again Um, which does look really fucking good but Emma Watson herself launched a hotline that provides women legal advice on workplace sexual harassment Oh, yeah I think that's gonna be very very cool Um, I don't know if Like, it has a name yet, but I do think that this is going to be a very, very cool, um, you know, very cool resource, Um, especially because oftentimes people don't know who to go to or where to go, and sometimes even if you go, like, to your HR at your job, like, it can be putting you in a compromising position because people have biases and people are assholes sometimes.
1: Um, And it's definitely... I think whenever you're going to advocate for yourself, it's always good to have someone in your corner uh, to Mm -hmm. back you up.
0: Um, My last two bits of information here are both very good. Um, PNC has decided to pull out of the private prison industry, Um, so they were like giving money to the industry, Um, I think they lent space to a private prison. Um, and so they decided to, like, pull out of that, which was excellent. That's very, very good.
1: That's extremely exciting.
0: Yeah. I hope more companies, like, follow suit. I wish that this was, like, a slightly bigger news story. I mean, like, it was picked up by Forbes, but, like, I didn't see it, like, plastered a lot of places. So, hopefully... I don't know.
1: You never know. I don't don't think it's the sort of... It's not the sort of news that is... You know, front headline, uh, you know, it, it doesn't grab the attention of, I think, a lot of people.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, okay, my last bit of news is probably the best thing I've heard this week, which um, is that The Ohio State University has decided to um, try to trademark The. Um, in order so that, like, they can use it on, like, their t-shirts and hats and stuff and just write T-H-E in, like, capital letters, um, because (laughs) saying the Ohio State is, like, it's their thing. So, um, that made me laugh. And I, I saw a really funny joke on Twitter earlier today that was, um, you know how they have this huge rivalry with, um, University of Michigan?
1: Yeah, I'm vaguely aware of it.
0: Um, it's like a really big football rival rivalry, which I don't think you're like that much of a football fan, so
1: um, not college football. I I don't really care about college sports in general. I
0: mean college football is garbage, but um I uh sorry, but Michigan they uh like tweeted that maybe they would look into um to trademarking of <laughs> because they're University of Michigan <laughs> 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 it's just so stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That, oh, God. Highlight of my fucking year was just so funny. Yeah. All right, what's your news?
1: So, the uh, anti-government protests in Hong Kong are still going on um, with, there was a number of peaceful protests at the Hong Kong International Airport um, in which there were a couple clashes with uh, police One involved uh, several protesters surrounding a police officer and beating him with his own truncheon uh, until he pulled out his uh, pistol to sort of uh, wave them off, and he was helped by fellow uh, police officers. The uh, mainland Chinese government has uh, stated that the behavior of the Hong Kong protesters Protesters is close to terrorism, um, which has raised concerns of a perhaps uh, you know paramilitary, paramilitary, or even um, more military uh, intervention by the mainly mainland Chinese government. So the protests um, were initially started over an extradition law, um, which I think we talked about.
0: Yeah, so like, what is that? Two episodes ago, <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but so yeah, so it ten weeks uh, apparent uh, according to this article, but of uh, so wow. the it's um, so it's uh, an anti-government protest, sort of demanding democratic reforms um, and investigations into police brutality um, that have uh, occurred over the weeks of protest. Experts have stated that a Direct military intervention is still unlikely, but something to watch in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty likely that it might happen. I mean, I think that's what the, the people living in Hong Kong, I think that's what they expect. I mean, with the level of intensity of the protests and just the ways in which they have, like prepared themselves already to sort of combat the um, the government like at a recent protest I sent Griffin a post uh, talking about how people were using like lasers to um I guess like fuck around with whatever like I think it was like
1: facial recognition facial
0: recognition, yeah Um, in order to like protect themselves in that way because I think probably if the government was able to like Use that facial recognition software. They would then be able to like track down some of the individuals that they had like yes. been able yeah. to identify, and then put them in jail or whatever um, the government saw fit to do.
1: Yeah, there's also been statements um, that uh, from the Chinese government that suggest that uh, they're they're implying that the U.S. is involved um, with aiding the Hong Kong protesters. An attempt to discredit them in uh, among mainland uh, Chinese citizens, with the idea that sort of it, it's a, f- a foreign power um, trying to destabilize China.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: uh, there's no evidence of any sort of attempt by the U.S. government to.
0: I mean, that's honestly giving the U.S. government like way too much credit. There's no way Trump is even like thinking about Hong Kong.
1: Yeah, um, although the, it's it, it wouldn't be you know out of character for the U.S. to destabilize a foreign nation.
0: No, it wouldn't. I just don't think that our current government has the capacity to do something that takes that much skill and attention.
1: That is fair. <laughs> um, in. Actually, this wasn't in Ohio, but um, a an Ohio teenager, uh, who is an eighteen year old, um, was arrested for threatening mass violence, um, which specifically uh, mass violence against federal agents and Planned Parenthood. Um, FBI raid, uh, agents raided uh, the house of a eighteen year old Ohio resident, Justin Olson, where they found mm-hmm. about a dozen rifles and ten thousand rounds of ammunition. Um,
0: what the fuck?
1: Although it's unclear at this point, I think, which of the rifles belonged to uh, Olson and which belonged to his father. Um,
0: Doesn't matter. They were in his possession.
1: Yeah. Um, but on the on online, he had uh, written several comments uh, praising the Oklahoma City bombing. Um, Uh, talked about the, Wa- uh, the Waco siege, which was a uh, standoff between federal agents and a
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, religious group, um, which resulted in uh, a uh, number of fatalities, but um, he wrote um, quote, shoot every federal agent on site. Wow. Wow. Um, and then also posted, uh, a number of things, uh, praising violence against Planned uh, Planned Parenthood clinics, so.
0: Interesting.
1: So there's definitely, I think, in light of the recent shootings in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, uh, there's, I think, a higher level of vigilance for this sort of thing, so.
0: Good, there should be.
1: At, at the time, uh, Olsen is claiming that the posts were a joke. Mm,
0: there's a reason you don't joke about shit like that. That's like going into an airport and being like, <laughs> I have a bomb, just kidding, you know, like...
1: That's actually what ended Bill Murray's medical career.
0: Really? Yeah,
1: he was, uh, he was like, I think pre-med in college, and he made a joke about having a bomb uh, to, like, a fellow passenger, and, like... Air- uh, airport authorities overheard and searched his bag, and they found a ton of weed. Um, <laughs> That's so
0: fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, and so I, I think
1: he got like kicked out of college.
0: Oh my god! Worth it though.
1: <laughs> I don't know because the, I I'm not a big fan of Bill, Bill Murray's uh, comedy, so.
0: Really.
1: Yeah that that might be okay. that might be the most controversial thing I've said on this podcast. Look,
0: it's fine. I mean, (laughs) I think most of his stuff is good, but Groundhog Day should have never made it to theaters.
1: That's fair. I think that's not Bill
0: Murray, is it? No, it is. No, no, that
1: is Bill Murray. I don't think that anything Bill Murray has been in, other than Osmosis Jones, um, should have made it to theaters. But, and that's only because I really like Osmosis Jones.
0: I've never seen Osmosis Jones.
1: I'm pretty sure Will Smith voices voices the main character, and that's...
0: Okay, yeah, I knew what movie it was. I've just never seen it.
1: But I was going to say, Osmosis Jones is mostly worthwhile because Bill Murray is in it for a very brief period of time, and it's mostly Will Smith. Will Smith Mm -hmm. is great.
0: I like Bill Murray in Wes Anderson movies, but that's because I like Wes Anderson movies. That's fair. So.
1: Yeah. Um, This... Is a little bit less dire than the past couple ones, but um, uh, the a government sort of advisory panel in Nepal has um, put forth a report that would uh, that suggests uh, certain restrictions for people tr- attempting to climb Mount Everest. Uh, so Good. Uh, currently, anyone who pays um, an eleven thousand dollar fee can attempt t- to make the climb. Um, Which has led to a a severe overcrowding, um, which so earlier even just this year, uh, eleven people have died or um, or gone missing. Um, Most
0: extremely lethal.
1: um, At least four of those deaths have been explicitly uh, blamed on overcrowding, Um, and as because it's so high, um, most rescues or recoveries of even even just bodies are uh nearly impossible um, mm-hmm. if not impossible so
0: yeah i mean there's like just a trail of dead bodies up there that people now use as like markers because you can't take the bodies down because if yeah. you as a climber do it you put yourself at risk and it's so cold that the bodies don't decompose up there
1: exactly um so the new um the report proposes that applicants must have already proven that they're good at high-altitude climbing, um, meaning that they'll have to uh, have climbed a mount uh, a Nepali peak that is at least sixty-five hundred meters, or about twenty-one thousand feet. Um, okay. For reference, um, Mount Everest is about uh, eight thousand nine hundred meters, uh, which I think works out to about twenty-nine, yeah, twenty-nine thousand feet.
0: I like that they um, use their own peaks. Because Mount Everest, the reason that they can't bar people from going and climbing there is that it brings in so much tourism. They don't really have much other industry there, so I like that they're, like, trying to, you know, really yeah. build their economy a little
1: bit. Yeah, and so, the, I mean, the, that's why it's remained for so long, Why why they, these restrictions haven't been put in place for so long, is because um, restricting the number of people climbing would actually be a, a pretty serious blow to their economy. Um mm-hmm. But in addition to uh, mountaineering experience, they must have a certificate of physical fitness and employ experienced guides. So mm-hmm. once again, sort of, some, at least with the experienced guides, would uh, stimulate the Nepali economy as well. Um, yeah. So...
0: Well, most of the guides are um, like Sherpas, like local yeah, people it, who like, have um, lived on the mountain. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so the... Uh, re- the panel also suggests raising the fee uh, from about $11,000 to $35,000.
0: Um, yeah. And
1: having a fee of 20000 to climb other mountains higher than 8,000 meters. This is, I, th- I think all of these proposals are fairly common sense for protecting people, as well as mm-hmm. uh, protecting the Nepali economy uh, at the same time. In Argentina, there was a... A primary election uh, in which the current president was uh, pretty soundly defeated so this wasn't this isn't the you know the main election um, but it, it's people considered a pretty uh, clear indication that the current Argentine president uh, Mauricio Macri might be on the way out immediately following the election there was a small uh, stock market crash um, And the, uh, the value of the Argentine peso, uh, dropped significantly, um, from in, so the peso plunged about 30% of, uh, to sort of a record low before rallying to about a 15% drop, uh, total. Many, uh, stocks, uh, lost nearly half their value in a single day. Wow. So, um. And this is also following a uh, recession in Argentina, um, mm-hmm. uh, in which the inflation has and risen about 22 percent uh, in just 2019, uh, which is one of the highest rates of inflation in the world currently. Wow! So we will see how the situation sort of unfolds, but it's until um, you know primary the. You know, main election. Argentina is, I think, going to be struggling, or mm. continuing to struggle economically. In other economic news, uh, the Nigerian president, Muhammad, uh, Muhammadu, uh Buhari, has instructed the central bank of the country to stop providing foreign currency for food imports in an attempt to encourage local agriculture. At this point, 90% of the country's sort of Export revenue is uh, based on oil, so mm-hmm. and in an attempt to sort of reduce uh, poverty and encourage sort of diversification of the of the economy, mm-hmm. the central bank won't be providing a currency exchange in order to import certain goods. Um, mm-hmm. There's sort of a mix of opinions about this because obviously, will it's likely that this will actually. You know, stimulate the local agricultural economy, but at the same time, um, there is the question of whether or not Nigeria can, uh, at the at the current moment, um, actually provide its like enough food to um, sort of to feed the entire country. So it's um, several people have um, several experts have suggested that. A sort of, while a sort of general ban on foreign food um, is might not be entirely helpful. Um, a sort of, if that ban was supplemented by particular, um, you know, supplementary policies, that that would allow for both you know local food producers to grow, but um, still allowing for imports to you know feed everyone, and bring in uh, food that can't be, or, you know, grown in Nigeria uh, nor- yeah. normally, or at, at, or at least at the current time. So in uh, India, India has scrapped um, a constitutional article uh, 370, which allowed the region of Kashmir um, to have a its own constitution, sort of a certain degree of autonomy. This has sort of inflamed tensions in the region which is the because Kashmir, cause Kashmir is historic, uh, historically was the only Muslim majority region to join India when uh, the region was partitioned into um, India and Pakistan.
0: Interesting. The
1: region has been contested between uh, the two countries for pretty much the entirety of that Period. The constitution that and sort of autonomy that Kashmir had allowed it to um, ban uh, immigration of non um, non Muslims in sort of into the area, so it sort of maintained this um, Muslim majority. But the federal government of India, the central government, has revoked the the constitutional article that granted Kashmir that independence, which is so it people believe will inflame ten, um, tensions, and the, the belief I think at this point is that it's, uh has to do with the fact that the Prime Minister is part of the Bharatiya Janata Party, which is a very heavily uh, Hindu nationalist party, and that they want to effectively assimilate Kashmir and all sort of non-Hindu majority regions. But it, it's also likely to renew conflict with uh, so in Europe, there were a two bombings in uh, the Danish capital of uh, Copenhagen, um, and it's believed that both of the bombers were uh, Swedish, uh, with one of them being arrested, and another who is still at large um, but has had a international warrant put out for his arrest. This has prompted the Danish prime minister to pledge to tighten controls at the Swedish border. Denmark had already implemented some level of border control with Germany um, following the influx of refugees um, and asylum seekers from uh, the Middle East Uh, but no such sort of restrictions had existed with uh, Sweden but um, it's likely that they will now be put in place. With regards to the uh, Brexit the US uh, so although the Trump administration has um, stated that they would like to have a trade deal with Brexit, uh, sorry, with um, the UK following Brexit um, and has indicated a preference for a no deal Brexit. Um, Nancy Pelosi has uh, stated that um, the House of Representatives will block any uh, trade deal that threatens the Good Friday Agreement. The troubles in Northern Ireland, so it's unclear what will happen in terms of U.S. U.K. trade. Um, I think it's it definitely seems that it's unlikely that anything will get through Congress that House, uh, so the House Democrats don't approve of. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened, I think, just um, you know, very very recently. Minutes
0: t- ago. Just
1: t- oh, I was this. This isn't even. The, uh, oh,
0: it's something th- different. <laughs> this is something.
1: This happened, I think, today or yesterday. But um, one of the top immigration officials for the Trump administration, Kenneth uh, Cuccinelli, um, mm-hmm. stated that the poem uh, on the sort of the base, you know, about the Statue of Liberty, um, the new, the new colossus, um, you know, the one that mm-hmm. is v- yep. very popular, you know, giving your tide, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Um, he openly stated. That it was about white Europeans. Um, um and stated um gave a revised version of it saying, um, give me your tiger your poor, who can stand on their own two feet and will not become a public charge. Um <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Um so It's. I don't think anyone was surprised by the fact that he believes that it's, um, you know, solely about white Europeans, Um, and he. I mean, he even you know stated that he believes it's about you know, uh, you know, white wealthy Europeans, which is contrary to history. But it. I think most people are surprised that he would be stupid enough to uh, state it outright. But
0: yeah. I think people are, like, really stupid, and, like, maybe this is just, like, me being Jewish and having a lot of, like, experience as a Jew reading texts, but, like, when you read something, you're supposed to recontextualize it with the times that you're living in. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes people just recontextualize it with decades of time past. and are just fucking stupid. So Yeah. that's what I gotta say on that.
1: Yeah, and then m- this is my last news story, and this is the one, um, just was talking about. Um, there is currently a, a police standoff in Philadelphia, um, in. North Philly, um, specifically, in which it, uh, six police officers have been shot um, non-fatally, um, but the standoff is sort of is still happening. Um, uh, the latest news is that officers are trying to uh, communicate with the shooter and uh, asking him to surrender, and that uh, two officers are currently trapped inside. The house where the f- uh, shootout first uh, erupted. So th- those okay. those are the two you know latest updates um, as of the time of this recording. But uh, that's something that I will actually you know continue watching probably all night and into tomorrow.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: Um, just because that's something that affects me uh, personally.
0: Yes. Yes. So for sure. Um, so speaking of shootings and standoffs, um, last week I had mentioned a shooting and like completely forgot what the name of it was. It was, um, the Henry's Pub hostage incident in, um, California, and so if anyone's interested in learning more about that, they can go and find the Wikipedia page, or what I recommend is listening to... Episode 73 of uh, My Favorite Murder. Very good. It's a very interesting case. Um, So, yeah. I forgot to tweet it, so (laughs) I figured we are recording. I might as well just put it on the fucking podcast. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, this last week, something very, very interesting happened, and that is that sex offender, sex trafficker, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead, uh, in the New York City prison where he was being held. Um, it was initially ruled as a quote-unquote apparent suicide, but I believe that it is being looked into to see if there was any, like, foul play. Um, yes. I've heard just various things all around regarding his, um, quote-unquote suicide. Um, most people do not believe that it is a suicide. Um, and, uh, I cannot corroborate this against any, like, news source because I don't remember where I saw it, but I read somewhere that allegedly screams were heard on the morning that he was found dead.
1: I, I did actually hear that. Um. Yes. Yeah, and then um, he had previously been placed on suicide watch.
0: And um, he was removed from suicide watch, but right before this happened.
1: Um, yeah, and then um, there have there's um, s- there's other sort of evidence that um, suggests that guards were um, negligent in their. Uh, duties, including that they may have falsified records, um, and okay. uh, that uh, they allegedly fell asleep and failed to check on him for about uh, three hours,
0: or they were paid to walk away for three hours. Yeah. So the reason that people believe that this is a that this is a case of murder, not actually suicide um has to do with the fact that Epstein this case was very high profile um and within the sort of like ring of sex trafficking and I mean I would argue also sexual slavery he he had kind of implicated quite a number of um famous people uh government officials um Former President Bill Clinton and current President Donald Trump included. Um, and because these are high-profile people with quite a bit of money, um, that was a large part of why people believe that he was um, murdered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, I think... I mean, I don't know how he was found. I, it doesn't really... I haven't seen many details I think it would be really obvious if, like, if if it was, um, and, like, this, like, section might get relatively graphic, so if you want to skip ahead, like, a minute or two, like, go right ahead, but if, if there was, like, a noose tied around his neck, like, that's not something that you can, like, really do very easily, um, to commit suicide that way, or if it was, like, knots were used, or they can also study, like, puncture marks and things like this to see if, like, that is how someone was, um, to see if it was possible for someone to have done that to themselves, or if it was, like, nearly impossible and someone else would have had to do it, but there's, like, not really any information on that. So basically, like, I don't know. I mean, we just don't have that information right now, which is fair, because, like, that's not really something that the public needs to know right now. Like, obviously, if this is a, a real issue of him being murdered in prison, like, that's going to have many, many legal implications. And then the details of his death and how his body was found and what wounds were there, if there are wounds, like, that is going to be really relevant if there is a subsequent trial. Um... It's unsure what's going to happen with his estate. Um, And it's kind of... um, If he did commit suicide, which, like, I doubt it, um, personally, just because I don't have faith in others, and people have died in jail um, before in situations like this. um, I, you know, my concern mainly is that these women who were repeatedly assaulted and were trafficked are not going to be able to receive justice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Not quite similar, but, like, somewhat adjacent. Um, I'm sure you remember when Mark Sailing, um, killed himself, like, a few years back. He was on Glee, (laughs) which is how I fucking know this. Um, but he played Puck on Glee. He was, like, that asshole who had the mohawk. I have um, never seen Glee. Griffin. Okay. Well, you don't need to change that, because it's a terrible show. But anyways, <laughs> one of the stars of Glee was um, arrested for having just, like, an insane amount of child pornography. Um, and so then he was, like, in jail, I think. there's. I don't know if he was on house arrest or whatever, but before the trial could commence, he ended up killing himself, which then resulted in the children who he had photos of um and videos of like they were not able to then receive justice um which is you know one of the main points of concern now with epstein is like what's going to happen to these women that you know
1: they're not going to get closure
0: fucking deserve better yeah. i mean yeah they're obviously not going to get closure Well, they probably feel somewhat vilified that he's gone and can't cause anyone else harm and can never harm them again like I'm sure, yeah. yes, and they absolutely have a total right to feel that way. Um, but there's not really a guarantee anymore that like his estate is going to go to these women as a means of reparation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that long ramble <laughs> was trying to get to. So.
1: Um, but yeah, but I, I, I think that uh, helps us, we're going to talk a little about something related for our topic this week um
0: yeah i think we were going to talk mostly about sex trafficking um and we wanted to use epstein as the segue um because it's obviously something that's really in the news right now yeah it's I was, very i don't know it's really complicated the whole thing
1: uh yeah so i so i, I don't know what you um sort of exactly wanted to talk about um like I, I, I don't love, know. You... you
0: brought it up, so I was gonna let you take the lead. That's fr-
1: <laughs> that's fair because I, I I just wanted because um, I, I was mostly going to talk about uh, sort of criminalization of sex work and uh, how that's actually a little bit counterproductive in actually protecting sex workers. But I I wasn't sure if you let's, had something a little bit.
0: No, let's let's do it. I mean, I mean, let's start from the point of sex trafficking. If work is legal, it makes the illegal trade of something pointless and valueless. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I, there's actually a number of studies out there that uh, criminalization actually leads to like higher rates of violence against sex workers, lower rates of them coming forward uh, to about violence or ill treatment or in this particular case of you know, if they are sort of un- an unwilling participant in uh, sex work mm-hmm. um, that they like there's a lower rate of them coming forward to protest against sex trafficking as well as a higher rate if they do come forward of them being uh, actually subject to violence or incarceration at the hands of law enforcement And then another thing that I actually found was in addition to that is that this is apparently um, when in places where sex work is criminalized, um, there is higher rates of HIV and other STI infections. um, Oh yeah. Which was something I actually was somewhat surprised, uh, a little bit surprised by, but it's also... Really? Um, no, that's, that's fair.
0: Um. I mean, I don't know. There's just something that's not surprising to me about that because I think, um, I mean, for, this is my perspective and it's going to be a lot of positing and not, like, actual facts, but I think a lot of um, what client, my assumption would be that what clientele want when they go to a sex worker for sex or whatever it is, that they want from a sex worker Um, that I'm sure is influenced a lot by like the porn industry and stuff like that and like a lot of the porn industry does not make use of safe sex practices Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think seeing that a lot probably influences um, I don't know just like sex work in general not being like probably sex workers feeling like they can't, or they aren't allowed to use condoms, and probably, I mean, I've, I don't know, but my assumption would also be that um, clientele don't have to disclose to sex workers what their um, STI history is.
1: Oh no, that's 100% like right, in the right direction where it's um,
0: yeah um,
1: from, yeah, like just the stuff that I would was looking at is you know there's if you're um, if you're sort of a criminalized you know group of people and sort of engaging this you're going to engage in different you know behavior patterns than if it was um, you know completely legal Um, Mm -hmm. so you're going to potentially seek out um, or be forced to seek out more dangerous um, situations in order to you know make sure that you can you know survive uh, in terms of um, financially Um, and I mean this was a big thing is um, a few years ago I think it was a a few years ago um, Backpage uh, was shut down um, yes I remember because um, a number of sex workers had been using it uh, to procure clients and so they they, because that was a place where they could screen clients so that they um, could sort of control who was uh, who they were, uh, you know, engaging with, and who whose you know patronage they were uh, taking, and so that. But when it was shut down, it's like if you don't have that, you're forced into sort of other areas where you can't screen your clients as well, um,
0: mm-hmm. or
1: you're forced from you know doing um, you know procuring clients. Um, sort of indoors um, in perhaps the safety of, you know, your own home or, um, you know, some other sort of location where you're not going to be, you know, as visibly a target for law enforcement or other people who would want to, you know, Mm -hmm. harass or or harm you, um, to you might be forced out into public um, and where um, I think you have a significant increase as much as, like, I think six times as much. Uh, increase in, uh, in violence, uh, in certain, according to certain studies.
0: Um, I mean, I bet then also these people, um, have to make more use of, um, I don't know what the, like, more appropriate term would be, but, like, pimps, because don't they usually, like, procure clients as well?
1: Um, yeah, and so that would be something where it's, like, you might have to, um, whereas before you could sort of, um, like
0: work on your own, work on your own,
1: mm-hmm. and procure clients for yourself using this. You might need um, someone else to procure clients for you. Um, in that in that case, and you know. Um,
0: and then that just like adds another element of danger to the situation because, I mean, like when you're working in an industry that is not legal so you don't really have any rights, um, like, in the workplace per se, then whoever would be, like, above you, which in this case could be a pimp, um, like I said, really don't know what the term would be, um, then, like, if your supervisor is not happy with what you're doing, like, they can inflict violence upon you, you know, they can withhold payments, you know, all these other things that put you at just, like, a higher risk of danger, and...
1: And you have no... you don't have any legal, like, recourse. You
0: don't have any legal rights, and that's the whole problem, you know? Like, if sex work were much more legalized, then, like, these workers would have more rights. They would be able to protect themselves, and it would make their work lives much safer.
1: Yeah, and I mean, th- this is, um, and it's the sort of thing, it's like, even with clients, it's like, if you can't screen clients, um...
0: You don't know if the client's going to be violent. Um,
1: and if you can't come forward, um, if the client is violent, then you're actually, so not only do you, you can't, like, you can't come forward, you can't really report this violence safely, um, if you, if you, in the case of where, where you do come forward and report this violence, you might actually be at, you know, further risk of violence from law enforcement, um... Like, there was a particular, there's a case study that I was reading about where um, a woman was, you know, the client came in, um, paid her, um, they had had sex, um, and then the client demanded, I think, you know, his money back um, before... What? Um... Yeah, so demanded his money back before um, becoming becoming violently and beating her, um, I think into near unconsciousness. Um,
0: oh God! And
1: then um, the police were called by you know other people uh, there. They were brought in, and then um, in order to be let free, um, she was forced by the police to um, engage in sex with uh, three uh, with officers. Um,
0: what the fuck?
1: Yeah, um, so it, it's um, a in in addition to just like if you if you go to the police, um, the you know not only do you risk being arrested, the police know mm-hmm. that if you you know you can't file a claim against them, um, mm-hmm. so they are more likely to take advantage of you um, and inflict further violence. And I mean that's the thing is like if people know that people know that sex workers are a criminalized group and mm-hmm. okay. they're going to take advantage of that because they can't report it so people who are mm-hmm. sort of you know who want to inflict violence on someone uh sex workers are sort of the perfect victim of a crime um
0: mm-hmm.
1: which also really turns out poorly because a lot of uh a lot of sex workers um, are you know a significant portion of them are, are women I think I would say most sex workers are women and then a significant portion of them are you know LGBT um,
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I think also uh, an equally significant if not slightly higher proportion are uh, people of color
1: exactly and so it's like these are people who are already um, sort of minorities who are at a disadvantage already at, yeah. you know at at a disadvantage in the legal system um, mm-hmm. and then on top of that with the sort of the criminalization of sex work um, th- these people like the legal system doesn't care about these people so like they're no. incredibly for you know someone um, who you know so, someone who's violent these are sort of you know people who are incredibly easy to you know pick on and then get away with harming um mm-hmm. As well as the, and so there's, I think there's always a push bec- um, among politicians to sort of reduce sex work because, because of sort of the danger, but the, the issue um, is that the way that they go about that is, you know, further criminalizing it and further, in, you know, introducing laws like um, uh, SESTA, which, stand, you know, the Stop Enabling Sex Traffickers Act. Uh, also known as the Allow States and Victims to Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act, both of mm-hmm. which, um, while incredibly popular among politicians, are actually do a lot of harm because they um, they really force websites to uh, sort of very strongly push um, anyone who is using their things to procure clients for sex work uh, like off their site and to really that further endangers people and it makes it harder for, you know, victims of sex trafficking to come forward. Um, But, so, like, in fact, with a lot of these laws that are sort of designed to, um, or at least some politicians think that are designed to help sex workers or Mm -hmm. help sex traffickers actually endanger them even more. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, I mean, I think part of this is that um, there's a huge stigma against sex work. Yep. Um. So you know, um, you know, conservative politicians can say it's like, oh, look, I'm I'm trying to, uh, you know, help the victims of sex trafficking, who they really don't care about, um, mm-hmm. in reality, because you know they're poor, they're um, you know, people of color, they're women, they're LGBT people, mm-hmm. sort of these group the, these groups that.
0: Just all people that Republicans don't give yeah, a fuck about. Exactly,
1: that they've demonstrated time and time again that they do not care about. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And but it also appeals to the, sort of their base because um, they're a lot of these people have very puritanical attitudes about sex, um, mm-hmm. and it allows them to say it's like, oh, I'm I'm stopping the you know I'm stopping sex work, which is like, oh, these poor people are forced into be-, um which uh, you know appeals to their base they think that sex is the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. Um, um,
0: Jesus Christ!
1: <laughs> but that—that's really, really what it is. Um, when, in fact, you know, legalization of sex work um, is actually a lot more helpful. Um, and I—I was going to say, um, in terms it's of, it's just
0: like legalizing weed. Um,
1: there was one study that I saw, um, which was published in the Lancet, which suggested that. As many as much as thirty-three to forty-six percent of new HIV infections among sex sex workers could be avoided uh, if uh, sex work was decriminalized.
0: Wow.
1: So yeah, that so a third to a half of um, new infections could uh, could be eliminated if um, just because. you know, obviously there's the, you know, the sexual violence aspect where it's like, if your um, sexual violence aspect, the sort of the risk-taking um, behaviors that criminalization provides, and just a, sort of a number of factors, um, um, as well as just the reduction in violence. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know people don't want to hear that because a lot of those people think that, you know, oh, well, they're sex workers, so they deserve it. Um, you know, it's like, what did they expect from sex work? That's what happens. It's like, well, no, that doesn't have to be what happens. Yeah. Um,
0: and it's not like they went into sex work expecting or hoping for, you know, like, roses or whatever. People generally turn to sex work because it ends up being one of the only options left, you know, or one of the only options available. Um, that's not always why. I mean, some people turn to sex work because it pays better than McDonald's ever could, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a valid reason to turn to it as well. Yeah. Um, but just because someone chooses a certain line of work doesn't mean that they should have to suffer undue harm. As a result,
1: Exa- exactly. And it's um, a a number of sort of um, health focused organiza- or medical organizations, um, including the World Health Organization, have suggested that um, decriminalization of sex work is a priority. Um, w- Good. With um, because, like, it's like criminalization of he- of sex work causes a health crisis. Um, hmm. Because you can't get these people into, you know, these people aren't, don't have access to the medical care and sort of, um, that they need in order to, you know, live their lives safely, uh, mm-hmm. if, you know, they, if they can't come forward and, you know, you know, ac- you know, legally access, you know, medical care or, you know, they're not mm-hmm. safe in their, they're just sort of not safe in the, their lives or their profession. Yeah. And I mean, I I've seen arguments from people where it's like, oh, if you legalize sex work, uh, that it it will become more profitable for you know sex traffickers. And I don't th- I don't think that that's something no. that is necessarily true or accurate. Because I think it, it's if someone's being sex trafficked, it makes it a lot easier for them if it's legalized to come forward.
0: Um, exactly, and it makes it easier for them to escape the I guess you would call it the sex trade exactly because like I like if someone is being trafficked then couldn't you make the argument that they are being um what's it called I guess like kidnapped yes you know abducted so if you're being trafficked and sex trade is legal sorry not sex trade If you're being trafficked, but sex work is legal, then it still is the illegal problem of abduction. So it doesn't, like, let sex traffickers off the hook, you know? Like, if you're going to engage in legal sex work, then that means that, like, you legally can choose to do it, you know? Just like I can legally choose to get in my car, yeah. you know, but, like, I can't... Um... If someone forces you to do something, then it's, like, illegal 99% of the time.
1: Yeah, and I I think in a lot of cases, um, it's important to note that something being illegal isn't a deterrent to people. Yes. So Mm -hmm. it's still, like, it... Sex work...
0: Things being illegal generally mean that people will do it more, or it'll escalate in some fashion. Yeah,
1: and so it's, it's sex, you know, sex trafficking is profitable not because mm-hmm. it's like it's it's something it's a service that people want regardless of whether it's illegal or illegal in fact making it illegal makes it if anything i i would argue possibly more profitable because it's easier it's harder to Taboo. well it's harder for you know the trafficked people to get away um so you have mm-hmm. a lot more control over them as you know a, the trap the trafficker as well as it's if it's illegal then it's going to be more expensive because it's illegal. Um, so. You,
0: um, yeah, that's true. Then yeah, that drives the cost. Up. Um, yeah. Sure.
1: And yeah. It, it's it's the kind of thing where it's I it's a situation which I think really isn't. I mean, maybe it's more complicated than I'm giving credit for, but it really doesn't. Like, if you give it more than you know, five minutes of thought, which it seems to be like what a lot of politicians are like, oh, five minutes of thought. <laughs> That's good enough. But it's like if you give it any any more than that, you realize, wait a minute, maybe, um, you know, maybe this is actually something that maybe I'm going about this the wrong way. But it's not. It's not something that that's. I don't think particularly complicated. Um,
0: I mean, I don't think so either. But we're also dealing with lawmakers who hate women, hate queer people, hate people of color. You know, and have really fucked up views on sex. Like, of course, they haven't been able to like properly legalize or regulate sex trade. Tra- well, not sex trade, sex work.
1: Yeah, but even the, But this is the thing: is even um, you know more you know left leaning politicians, um, and I'm going to use Kamala Harris as an example here. Um, sure. Which
0: go right ahead. I fucking hate her. But
1: well, uh, I was gonna just just like to, to reference this. Some people I, I don't think would consider Kamala Harris left leaning, but in the United States <laughs> I feel like she is. Um, but she she um, when I think has led. I mean she's
0: running as a Democrat. so yeah, You could argue. Yeah.
1: So, but she she's led I think several pushes to cr- um, in fact further criminalize sex work. Um, hmm. And as um, I, I think when she w- when she was a DA in uh, San Francisco. Um, she led, led pushes to do it. So it's it's not even something where it's like just all Republicans who are sort of about this. Um, but th- this is sort of an, an issue where a, a lot of politicians are sort of on both sides are actually really misinformed uh, mm. and actually doing more harm than good. And so, and I, I think a lot of people, the, the way they sort of justify this themselves is sort of like, there's statistics, I think, that, you know, it's like something like 90% of Sex workers don't want to be sex workers, or something, but um, mm-hmm. and so the, the, their thought is like, oh, well, well, we'll make it harder to do sex work because that will push them out. But if ninety percent of them want out, then the reason they're doing it is because they have no other choice. Yeah. And the way mm-hmm. to the way to get them out of it is to you know provide opportunities for them to come forward um, if they're trafficked, or to provide other mm-hmm. financial opportunities you know, opportunities so that they don't have to if they don't want to. And as well as, I'm not even sure how accurate that, you know, statistic is.
0: Um, Yeah. I mean, if it's not legal, then I I can't imagine any actual statistics like that could be really, like, uh, accurate, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, as well as as the kind of thing where it's, if if you're a sex worker and you get arrested for doing sex work... Like as once you once you sort of are released, you can't do anything else really, because mm-hmm. you're a convicted criminal, and mm-hmm. people aren't going to hire you. So it just pushes yeah. you right back in, and it's and like obviously we're talking it, and we said we you know we've said this this is a like decriminalization is a simple way. sex work specifically like so obviously you know sex trafficking Mm -hmm. you know should still be illegal because it is slavery (laughs) and kidnapping
0: yes (laughs) um
1: but sex work itself isn't an evil thing um Mm -hmm. and I i think that's really what it is is that americans in particular have really awful puritanical ideas about sex
0: I mean, we obviously need a cultural shift, but I think more importantly and like where to start first is education on what sex work is, you know, who these people are, why they are in this line of work and what we can do to protect them regardless of whether or not they stay in sex work, you know, like that I think is the first step. Because, like, I definitely had really, like, shitty views on sex work when I was younger. But then, like, for some reason, in between the years of, like, 2014 and 2017, a lot of users on Tumblr had this huge push for, like, talking about sex work and, like, really educating people on it for whatever reason. And Well, I think it's because there are
1: people on Tumblr, a lot of people on Tumblr. were sex workers
0: yes i mean tumblr from what i've seen like is a safe space for sex workers obviously like not so much anymore that female presenting nipples are illegal um well it's but who knows maybe we'll get them back now that uh whoever the fuck is buying it from verizon uh
1: it's it's the um wordpress the the people who run wordpress um
0: wordpress Let us have the titties back. Um, But also, there used to be, like, a ton of porn on Tumblr. um, And I miss it. Please bring back the porn. Pornhub sucks. Um, But, uh, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I know so much more now about sex work as a result of just sort of the... I guess, like, education that I was just so easily and freely given by the internet. Um, And I think with that knowledge comes this ability to really understand what sex work is like and how to, I don't know, how to just, like, better protect these citizens because, like, they deserve to be treated just like anyone else, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I think there's, I think a lot of times in... I guess, American history and, uh, well, I guess in contemporary politics where people kind of forget that people are, like, that they're talking about are people and not statistics. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I think that's an important thing, um, to remember. And I, I, I think in a lot of cases this, this happens more, you know, the right tends to forget that a little bit more than the left, um. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, I think, a problem where it's like, um, especially with, where you know, s- with sex work where there's such a harsh stigma where it's like, oh, well, you know, these people deserve to. I'm like, no, they're people. They don't, nobody deserves, you know, you know, violence against them. Uh, it, well, Nazis, but. Um,
0: Nazis and, you know, some cops, but.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, as I said, Nazis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah it, it's, it's the kind of thing where it's, you know sec, sex workers are people and they're, they're doing a job and they don't deserve to you know be treated violently um, or to you know get um, you know STIs or HIV um, you know just because they're doing a job survive financially, or or even to thrive financially. Um, mm-hmm. Sex
0: workers need more resources, and the best way that we can provide that for them is by decriminalizing their profession. Um, okay, well I think Griffin and I have talked all of the talk that we can talk. Yes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, be sure to I don't know subscribe share with your friends um we are on itunes i believe apple podcasts um spotify and now anchor i probably will not have figured out how to monetize the podcast on anchor before this goes up so make sure that you are following the twitter because that's where i'm going to be posting all about that once I figure that out um, whenever I am not tired, not depressed, and not working So we'll see when that day comes <laughs> um, but that's that for now, you should go and follow the, uh, the podcast itself on twitter as at avocado toast ppn um, I'm on twitter as at Jesse underscore quinn and griffin is on there as at sir Thank you guys for listening. Eat Eat the the rich. rich. (laughs) Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.